Today on Power Tips Unscripted, we talk to Matt Carlson, co-owner of Fox Home Innovations in Manhattan, Kansas. Having a business partner can be an enormous advantage if approached correctly. Most underestimate the commitment and work that goes into a partnership. Ensuring that you both are on the same page and share the same vision go far beyond having a plan on paper. As the minority partner in this company, Matt is here to share their story and reflect on what he's learned as their company has grown. We'll hear that story in just a minute. Be the ball. Do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? Hi, this is Victoria Downing, and welcome to Power Tips Unscripted, where we talk about tips, tactics, and techniques to help you build a strong, profitable remodeling company. And I'm here with my co-host, Mark Harari. Hi there. How you doing over there, Mark? I'm doing well, and you? Good. You know, this is going to be a really interesting topic today because so many of our roundtable members have are, are involved in partnerships of one form or another. Yes, or considering getting into a partnership. Right. You know, and I think that the idea of sharing some of the things that make partnerships successful can go a long way in helping alleviate some of the angst that goes into partnerships that dissolve or go bad or go south, you know? It's 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 like a marriage and it's mm-hmm. just like a marriage it takes work. You know, one of our members, uh, I can remember, I can still remember where I was when he called me up to tell me that he was joining forces with another person in his market. They were all excited. And now three, four years later, they just dissolved their partnership. Just didn't work. Yeah. So, hey, let's find out what does work, shall we? Let's let's shall. Okay. (laughs) Matt Carlson is here with us today, and I'm really pumped about that. He is the general manager and co-owner of Fox Home Innovations in, as Mark said, Manhattan, Kansas, what they call the Little Apple. Now, after 10 years in the business, nine of those as an owner, Matt's here to share the lessons he's learned from growing the company alongside his business partner, Chris. And Chris was a presenter at the uh, Just Past Summit in Orlando. So great to have you, Matt. Welcome aboard. Thank you, guys. I'm excited to be here. Hopefully I can contribute some information. Well, you you know, Chris has been a great contributor in the past, and I know you will be too, so I'm glad to have you on. So partnerships, huh? You're pretty uh, glad you're in one, huh? Yeah, I've been I've been really fortunate uh, for the situation that we came across and how we approached it, and um, I couldn't imagine doing this uh, any other way without a partner. So, well, I'm tell pretty, me, like, how did you and Chris get together in the first place? What were you to do, and what was that process? So, real long story short, uh, we met in college. Mm. Uh, We both were studying entrepreneurship at Kansas State University, and we did a couple uh, projects together, and uh, that's where we met, introduced, and actually, I remember him building the business plan for Fox Hill when we were in school. Yes. (laughs) And and I remember thinking at the time, it's like, man, that's kind of a good business model. Uh, New construction was really taking off in town, so the barrier for entry for remodeling was really low. seemed like a good opportunity, and... Um, the little secret, uh, to that is Chris is deathly scared of heights. Oh. <laughs> no roofs for him, huh? Yeah. Once I graduated uh, from college at the time I was a full-time fireman and given our, our school background and we had both had been in construction through conversations, he's like, Hey, I'm going to approach Matt about just coming to work for me. Um, and through those initial days of just working as an employee, 
the background of school um, experiences in life and everything just kind of started us down the path of becoming business partners. So you went to work for him as an employee out the gate? Yes. Yep. That, and in fact, uh, that's one of the initial key steps that led us to our partnership um, from like a logistical standpoint was being an employee. So what were your responsibilities at the start? So just at the start, like I said, it was literally just, hey, man, uh, I need some help doing a couple of these things. I would love to have you just come work with me uh, at the fire department. I had a lot of days off um, and with not going to school, I had the opportunity uh, there and I wanted to make money. Um, and so it was just basic carpenter stuff. It, you know, it was helping out in the field, doing labor. You know, we didn't have any processes or anything, a small business. You know, mm-hmm. we were just trying. We were just getting started. Um, but one of the things I think is unique to our situation is when he approached me about becoming a partner, we never made it official. He's just like, hey, for a year, we're going to do a trial run. I'll treat you as a partner, but as far as payroll and everything else is concerned, you're going to be an employee. No, Matt, before, how long was it from the time you started till the time that you and Chris had that conversation? That happened pretty quick. Uh, Like I said, we both kind of had, you know, off the side conversations. He knew that I wanted to eventually be running my own business. And, uh, you know, we had kind of had like more like, over a beer conversations like, Hey, this would be kind of cool. Kind of feeling each other out. Uh, and then as we started working together, that, that's when things started to get a little bit more serious. So I'd say, I mean, just pretty much right away, you know, maybe more formally a couple months in. So because the company had just really launched and you joined it pretty quickly, there wasn't a lot of equity built up or things like that. Do you think that made it a lot easier for you? Yeah. I mean, as we all know, I mean, valuing even a successful remodeling company is very difficult. But yes, being at the beginning, kind of the ground up, you know, kind of having an entrepreneur mindset, that's an opportunity that I saw myself. And uh, and to one of the keys we'll probably talk about, I mean, Chris and I were open book. I mean, he was open and honest. Hey, this is what I think I, I should deserve as a you coming in. And I was open and understanding with being able to pay that and how I was going to do it. You know, I mean, we were both in our early 20s, so it's not like I had a bunch of cash sitting around either. So, you know, it was an open, candid conversation that we had to meet in the middle on. So, again, to go back to where I so rudely interrupted you. So you and Chris had this conversation. He said, let's do it as a test run for a year. And what was the goal of that? The goal was to just really fill each other out. I mean, so many people, I mean, once you sign on that dotted line and you make things legal, it's like getting married. Once you get married, it's a whole lot, whole lot harder to, to break up essentially. And so we really just objectively looked at this and said, Hey, if we're going to, this is a commitment to each other. And so if we're going to do this, we need to let's test it out for a year. I had some of the responsibilities, you know, we had open honest conversations about the direction of the company the financials, everything that was going on, we just didn't make it legal or formal. Uh, So that was the goal. Hey, this is Mark cutting in with a quick break to tell you about our Masterclass series of courses. These courses are intimate two-day sessions of rich, interactive information with plenty of hands-on instruction. We cap our classes at 12 to 15 individuals, which means more opportunity to work one-on-one with your trainer. All our instructors are well-known, respected industry experts and some of the best in their field of expertise. 
To see which courses we currently have available, visit remodelersadvantage.com slash masterclass. Now back to the show. So when he said to you, I'm going to treat you like an owner for a year, and if it all works well, we'll make it official then. What, what changed about his treatment towards you? I mean, our conversations went from, hey, here's the jobs that we have in front of us to, hey, this is, this is my goal for the year. Uh, this, is, this is where our revenue is. This is what I want, where I'm wanting to go. These are the ideas that I have for the company. You know, this is my vision for Fox Home. This is what I want it to be as well as, hey, you know, what can we do to get some more sales or how can we market uh, the company a little bit differently, which is that something that uh, helped us work together. Chris, before I came along, hated marketing, thought it was a waste (laughs) of money. Uh, And so I was able to bring some of that to the table and push him. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I also leaned on him for some of the, the scheduling and all that. So, I mean, it was really just having an open, honest conversation about the company as a whole and where we wanted to take it. So you moved a bit from tactical discussions to strategic discussions. Um, so, but I think that I think that one of the benefits that you had also were the fact that you both had heard the same things in school. You both had an entrepreneurial education. You knew what it took to run a business, which is something that's kind of unique to have both of yeah, you that way. I, I sorry to interrupt. I get excited when I'm talking. <laughs> um, but I, I 100% agree with you. Uh, in fact, I think that's one, that's one thing that makes us unique, especially when we're looking throughout RA. Uh, but one of the things that we were fortunate enough to learn in school, I mean, our professors, one of the first things they told us is, you know, if you're ever going to go into business with friends or family, it's got to be business first. You know, everybody likes each other. They're hanging out. Well, that's all fun and good when you're making money. It's when um, things get hard, you know, a client doesn't pay, bills are due. That's when you've got to have all those, all the backups to your partnership and have the black and white in the legal part of it. And learning that going in, we approached it business first instead of friendship first. So once that year was up and you obviously said to one another, let this work, let's go, let's make it official. What was the legal process you went through? We, uh, to be honest with me, we went straight to a local lawyer uh, and we just said, hey, this is what we want to do. Let it, you know, we may, we want to have uh, our basic ownership papers, uh, agreements, uh, a simple buyout and uh, and then just uh, articles of incorporation. OK. And so and so we went in and we had a legally bought out um, our our breakup is 60 40 okay. um, when Chris was when we were negotiating that Chris, he wanted he wanted me to have enough skin in the game to be motivated to help the company grow, mm-hmm. um, but also retain his majority ownership. Okay, great. So now that you're partners, so tell us about, you know, it's been a number of years. I'm sure you've worked through a number of hurdles there, but right now, how do you two communicate expectations of of each other and hold each other accountable? That's a great question. So uh, the first thing that I, I've had in my note and I've been wanting to share is, so the last thing I was just talking about is our partnership on paper is 60-40, but a conversation that Chris and I had early on and uh, a value that we've held is we treat each other as 50-50. And um, so in every single day, you know, he treats me as an equal partner. So when we're making decisions and we're doing all those things, uh, it's open communication and I think that's probably been the biggest key to our partnership development is we are very objective when we talk. We 
there's not a lot of emotion, even if it's about something that we disagree about, you know, we look at our, all right, what do we need to be doing? What's best for the company? What's best for our employees and being able to have open objective conversations allows us to cover a lot more ground. Um, and understanding too, that I want what's best for him and he wants what's best for me. So trying to not let our egos get in the middle of a conversation. Um, you know, if he comes to me pushing me to hold me accountable, I might not like it, but then when I take a second and go, Oh wait, I needed that push. I did agree to get that done. I need to get it done because Mm -hmm. that's the commitment that I made. Okay. So Matt, have you and Chris ever just 100% disagreed on something completely opposite opinions? And if so, how did you remedy that? Oh, that's a great question. I think I, off the top of my head, I really can't uh, think of something. I mean, we may have had our differences of opinions, but I mean, like I said, that's probably one of our strongest assets is we've been able to be open-minded. And I think, um, you know, we've came around and through discussion, I like, so I don't off the top of my head, I can't think of anything that we really just were like black and white, complete opposites of the page. That's great. Well, so do you guys, um, you don't share, do you share in any passions in the business? I mean, is there any stepping on toes? You know, you, you mentioned he completely against marketing or at least was. So obviously marketing wouldn't have been a thing, but is there something that you both want to have your hands in, but it's one person's responsibility? So, I mean, the, yes, the, I think so because Chris founded the company and he wore all the hats so early on, one of the biggest challenges we've had to overcome uh, as partners is as we've grown and delegated responsibilities out, you know, like uh, separating out from production, from design, sales, from design, all those different things. You know, Chris's natural tendency is as the initial owners, he wants to jump in and manage some of those. Because even since I've been an owner for, you know, nine years, there were still a lot of responsibilities he had. You know, we didn't have the perfect structure. Uh, so I'd say right now, um, an area that we both tend to get drug into uh, is answering some production questions, uh, being on the front end and sales, you know, he still has some information that the guys come asking him about. Um, but for the most part, we have really worked pretty hard to get ourselves separated out of those things. Mm-hmm. So when you today in the day to day, what sort of regular meetings do you have or, you know, throughout the course of the year to, to, set the strategic direction of the company to look at all the decisions you have to make, you know, new hires, new directions, new markets, diversifications. How do you, what sorts of regular meetings do you have to discuss all that? Great question. So uh, I would say one of the first things is, is Chris is generally the first person I talk to in the morning and the last person I talk to um, after work. So him and I try to make time to formally meet, you know, maybe once a month or every other month to sit down and really assess stuff. But the reason for that is because as we've grown, we've gotten really good about communicating in an hour chunk. You know, we may have an hour phone call or, you know, a a long text message forum. Uh, A lot of the vision and the growth of the company yeah, that's where some of those discussions happen. But we're getting to the point where we're starting to develop a leadership team. Mm. So we're bringing we're bringing other people into those conversations. And so while Chris and I work really hard to be on lockstep and we're presenting things to the leadership team, we are starting to do things like having a quarterly 
offsite leadership meeting, uh, as well as like coming up here in November, we have a two day offsite leadership team meeting where we, as a group, start to drive the goals and the visions of the company. All right, great. So again, what's been that key? Do you have you ever in like Mark talked about? Do you have disagreements in the in the short term, in the immediate? But do you agree on that long term vision? I mean, now you're bringing other people into it. Are you pretty much in agreement for where you want to be? The two of you. Yes. Yeah, so I think that's uh, you know to that point. I think that's something that uh, a lot of people that I've talked to that have business partners relationships. I think that's kind of like a missing step is uh, that takes a lot of work and conversation to really sit down and reflect where you want to be, you know, in five years and 10 years, it's not, Hey, next year, this is next year's revenue goals. You know, those are pretty simple, but it's when you're really looking down the road and that's where some of those deep conversations need to happen. And I feel like some of the partnerships that I've seen fail have been, Hey, you're really good at this. I'm really good at this. We can make some money in the short term, but they no one realizes the commitment that it takes. You, Mark, you said at the very beginning of the podcast, I mean, this is a marriage. I mean, I, I essentially have two marriages, my, mm-hmm. one with my beautiful wife and then with Chris as a business partner. You know, when we look at Fox Home, this is a business that we want to be around long past Chris and I being here. Uh, and so that takes creating that vision and discussing what we want it to be. Okay, that's very neat. That's very neat. So if you were going to give, if somebody is out there and they're considering a partnership, what are like three pieces of advice that you would give them right off the get? Be open and honest, uh, put your ego aside and realize that your, uh, your split of partnership may be a percentage on paper, but both of you has to give a hundred percent effort every single day. Otherwise it'll fail. Okay. All right. That's, All right. that's great. Well, Matt, one last question for you. Are you ready for the lightning round? Bring it on. (laughs) And now, here's a Remodeler's Advantage lightning round. It's a trap. Okay, here we go. 60 seconds on the clock, please. What's your favorite business book and why? Leading Change by John Cotter. Uh, It does a very good job of talking about influencing change and making those changes last within a company. Uh, We've read Traction as a company, which is a super awesome book. I love it. Uh, But Leading Change really dives into the fact that making a substantial change in your company might take three, five, ten years. And by the way, if you don't follow up on those changes consistently after you make them, all that progress can be lost in a matter of months. If you weren't the owner of a remodeling company, what do you think you'd be doing? Probably still firefighting. Mm -hmm. What are you not very good at? Ooh, uh, picking out outfits, if you ask my wife. <laughs> your room, your desk, or your car, which do you clean first? Desk, 100%. If someone wrote a biography about you, what would that title be? He talks a lot. <laughs> <laughs> What's the weirdest thing I'd find in your refrigerator? We'll say uh, vegetable stock. Do you apply the five-second rule to drop food? Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. All right, Matt, this has been great. Thank you so much for sharing this. This, I think it gives people a lot of um, food for thought. Again, you know, it's a big step to go into a partnership. I did it too. And, uh, you know, you have to really take the other person into consideration so much of the time. 
So, it, you know, I think you gave people some really good tips. Now, before we let you go, however, I do want you to share your five words of wisdom with our listening audience and tell us why they resonate with you. Awesome. Be happy to. Uh, my five words of wisdom are success without failure is non-existent. Uh, and the reason that is it resonates with me is it's important to understand that we're all going to fail, whether whether it's in business and life. And it's and it's when we succeed through those failures that allows us to appreciate the success we're given. Great. Uh, yeah. It all comes with hard work. So, mm-hmm. Oh, that's, I think that's awesome. Great words there. Thank you so much for sharing that and for being part of this. And we're going to tap into you some more, Matt Carlson, as we go <laughs> forward you. in RA land. So uh, watch for those requests to participate. I would love to. Thank right. you guys very much. This was an honor. Good job. Thanks, Matt. You know, being part of a partnership, as Matt said, is, isn't easy. I mean, just like, Marriage isn't easy, right? You really have to be working at it. All the time. I think it was, you know, and continuing the analogy, it was kind of cool that they decided to live together for a year first. (laughs) You know, (laughs) it was interesting. (laughs) Yeah, it was. And, you know, I wonder, I guess it works as well as living together works. I wonder what the statistics on that are. But nonetheless, you know, I do think that they've got some benefits out there. The same basic age. They both went through business school together. They started together at the beginning, all of which doesn't mean it's not challenging because it certainly is challenging. And they've been partners successfully now for 10 years. And you can just watch them grow. I mean, like before your eyes, it's been awesome to have them in roundtables. Yeah, they're fantastic. They're a great contributor to the whole thing. But yes. they're they're good guys. And it's really cool to hear how they're, they're making it work. Mm-hmm. There's got to be some tough days I know I have them with you. <laughs> <laughs> and I probably had them with my business partner in the past, too. But in, the va- in, the va- in the old days. In yeah. the old days, yeah. But it's well, a good thing. I loved having a partner, too. So, And I love working with you. Yeah, yep. Fun and stuff. Yep. We want to thank Matt Carlson for being here today. And as always, we want to thank you for listening week in and week out to our humble little show. I am Mark Harari. And I'm Victoria Downing. We'll see you next week. This has been another episode of Power Tips Unscripted, the Remodeler's Guide to Business. Visit www.remodelersadvantage.com to learn more about Roundtables, our world-class peer advisory program. There you can also find information about our business consulting services, upcoming live events, and much more. And finally, don't forget to subscribe to the show and comment on iTunes. Thanks for listening. It's a beautiful day.